0: Grace to you in peace and welcome. You're listening to Second on the Mount, a podcast of sermons from Second Presbyterian Church in beautiful Roanoke, Virginia. My name is Ben Brannan, Associate Pastor for Youth and Young Adults. And each week, it is our hope that from the pulpit, God will twist and mold our words to land upon the listener's ears in a meaningful way that will inspire faith, encourage hope, and cultivate love in action. Thanks for tuning in. We're so glad you're here with us. Please subscribe and share, and I pray that through our words, you may grow closer to God. Before we turn to God's word, let us first humble ourselves before God in prayer. Let us pray. Grant that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts
1: be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen.
0: So we turn today to Luke 6, verses 27 through 36, as Jesus teaches and preaches. This version of Jesus' sermon is often overlooked by the parallel in Matthew. In Matthew, it's titled, The Sermon on the Mount. Here in Luke, it is titled, The Sermon on the Plain, or The Sermon on the Level Place. So listen now as Jesus stands equal to the people who listen, but more importantly, listen for God's word today. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And if anyone who takes away your cloak, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? And you will be children of the Most High, for He is kind to the
1: ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we're going to start by doing something
0: a little different this morning. Um, I'm going to ask you to respond out loud. Yep, you heard that correctly. Out loud in church. Okay, so I'm going to, we're going to put an emoji on the screen, and I want you to say out loud what you think that emoji is saying. And for those of you at home, you can actually scream as loud as you can at the screen, as long as your parents say it's okay. But in here, we'll kind of use our louder inside voices. So are you ready? Let's look at our first image here. Love, happiness, okay, second one. LOL, laugh out loud, laughing, some tears. Okay, third one? Cold freezing. Cold. freezing. I even saw some actual personific, like shivering out there. Third, uh, fourth image? Stop. Stop, praise, high five, high ten. Okay, and the last one, fifth image? Pray. Pray, okay. The word emoji is from the Japanese e meaning picture and moji meaning character. Emojis are pictographs, pictograms that are created that were created to enhance communication and language in our tech sphere, in our texting and the ever-changing technology that we have where body language and verbal tone are absent. And year after year and update after update There are new additions, and new additions to the Emoji family are decided upon by the Unicode Consortium Emoji Subcommittee. (laughs) They came up with all those, and they often solicit proposals from the public. One effort to promote a new emoji idea began in Fidland back in 2019. We were surprised to realize there are dozens of cats and even two designs of zombies. But there isn't an emoji for forgiveness. That's what Tuomo Pisonen from the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Finland said, and he was the one who came up with the idea for Forgive Emoji Campaign. This campaign strived to promote a message of peace and mutual understanding across the world by providing an emoji To depict and communicate the idea of peace and forgiveness. To err is human, it is said, to forgive is divine. And maybe soon we can have this divine ability to communicate forgiveness through an emoji. But what would an an emoji for forgiveness look like? Perhaps an olive branch. Perhaps
1: hands of different colors shaking in the foreground of a heart. Perhaps a hug. Perhaps maybe a heart with a band-aid over top of it. Or maybe a hand offering a heart. In light of our passage today, I wonder what an emoji for mercy would look like.
0: What would emoji would be used to convey blessing? And I mean, we have emojis for love, right? We have hearts of many colors. We have faces with hearts as eyes, as we saw earlier. We have faces with heart bubbles around it. We even have cats with heart eyes and even a heart
1: gift wrapped with a bow on top. But how far can these love emojis take us? Because Jesus doesn't say simply, love. Jesus says, love your enemy.
0: Standing on the level place, surrounded by a crowd gathered from various locations, Jesus turns to the disciples and begins his sermon. Jesus starts his sermon by claiming a blessed reversal of fortune, of those who listen. Blessed are you who are poor. The kingdom of God belongs to you. Blessed are the hungry. You will be
1: satisfied. Blessed are the mourners. You will laugh again. Blessed are the hated and the
0: excluded. You will find joy in heaven. The least are the ones who are blessed in God's realm. So what would a blessing emoji look like in this context? And then Jesus continues to call those who are the oppressors, the, the rich, the well-fed, the laughing, and the prideful, the fortune you think you have is temporary. See, here is a reversal of circumstance that comes from God's inbreaking mission on this earth. And a reversal of circumstance then results in a reversal of response. How are those who are blessed to act toward those around them? How are those who have been beaten, starved, and pushed away, how are they to act toward their oppressors? Jesus says, love them. No matter who they are, Jesus says, love them. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. A reversal of response. And both Matthew and Luke, in each of their versions of the sermon, have Jesus saying the same phrase love your enemy. But Matthew's Jesus closes this section focusing on the divine
1: perfection that we are to emulate. Be perfect as your father is perfect. Luke. Luke calls us to be merciful, just as God is merciful. Mercy is the
0: heartbeat that makes love revolutionary. Revolutionary love is the choice to labor for others, the choice to labor for our opponents, and for ourselves. Our choice to embody revolutionary love is sweet, sweet labor, fierce, bloody, and imperfect. This call to revolutionary love is the call of civil rights activist, lawyer, and initiator of change, Valerie Kaur. You may know who she is by her wildly viral TED Talk where She tells her story that was her awakening and ignited her mission for revolutionary love. I will tell Valerie's story. She said she was in college, watching the Twin Towers fall, the horror of that moment stuck in her throat, and a face flashes on the screen. A brown man in a turban and
1: beard And she realized that the nation's new enemy looked like her grandfather. The first
0: person killed in a hate crime following the events of 9-11 was a family friend of hers. He was a turbaned, sick man she called Uncle, killed by a man who called himself Patriot. Following the events of 9-11, people of color were targets in thousands of hate crimes that went widely unreported by national news, and her uncle, Babir Singh Sodhi, was the first. She did the only thing she knew to do. She grabbed her camera, raced to Babir's un- uh, widow, Jugindakor, and said, what do you want to tell the American people? Ready." To let the world hear and see the trauma, and pain of a grieving widow, anticipating blame, hoping for a call to action, all Jugindakor said was
1: "thank you." Tell them thank you. Thousands of people
0: and neighbors gathered in support at Balbir's memorial service,
1: and Juginter said. They didn't know me, but they wept with me. This was Valerie's first lesson in revolutionary love.
0: Continuing her story, she says, Years later, they called Balbir's murderer in prison. It took 15 years, but they made the call. With hearts beating and every emotion coming to the surface as Frank Rogue's voice came through the phone. It became an act of will to move towards a man they were supposed to
1: hate. Valerie asks, why? Why did you agree to speak with us today?
0: And Frank says, I'm sorry for what happened, but I'm also sorry for all the people killed on 9-11 and he fails to take responsibility valerie says she becomes angry but rana albier's brother still moves toward frank with love curiosity and mercy listening to what he says and then responds frank this is the first time i'm hearing you say that you feel sorry and frank says yes I am sorry for what I did to your brother. One day when I go to heaven to be judged by God, I will ask
1: to see your brother. And I will hug him. And I will ask him to forgive me. And Rana says, We already forgave you. A reversal of response
0: a reversal of responding the way the world gives you permission to act. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Praying is not an abstract gesture. Lending is no longer irrational. The call to love our neighbors is not a passive or submissive stance. It takes courage. Moving toward a person in mercy is the first step to many steps
1: to love that is revolutionary. It is a choice, a difficult one, yes, but one
0: that embodies the now and not yet reality of God's beloved community.
1: Valerie Kaur reframes the idea of love of enemy to love of opponent. She says, the word enemy implies permanence. But opponent is fluid.
0: Opponent is ever changing and can include at times even those closest to us. Why this broad understanding? She said, because there is a wound between opponents. And by processing the pain of that wound safely and by listening to how and why that wound happened, we can together begin to heal the wound by reimagining opponents as opportunities for greater understanding. Greater understanding of who they are, who I am, and who we are together in relationship.
1: And I believe this wound healing begins right where our passage ends, with mercy.
0: Mercy is not a top-down, one-way street from superior to subordinate. Luke's Jesus preaches on the level place and calls us to acts of merciful love, where mercy
1: is the leveler and love is the ground. Mercy is love pierced to the heart. Love pierced to the heart by the plight
0: of another. Mercy is empathy in the face of enmity. Mercy is love that walks toward the stranger. Mercy is love that moves beyond the artificial lines drawn by history, society, or our own biases,
1: whether we are the oppressed or the oppressor. Merciful love is determined
0: by the great giver of love. We are simply the conduits of this merciful love, seeking to heal the wounds of the world one choice at a time, one interaction at a time. Merciful love holds nothing back from embracing our own brokenness as we seek to heal
1: our wounds together and to affirm each other's innate belovedness as children of God. So what would a mercy emoji look like? Perhaps it is a heart, a hand extending a heart. Give and expect nothing in return. Here, here is my heart. Take this piece of me. Love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return.
0: Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, who is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked.
1: Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Amen. Second Presbyterian Finding Direction by Following Jesus